I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. Did you know that homosexuals are very sick? I had heard of that, uh, you know, from some uh, crazed mother ants, you know, every once in a while during Pride Month. (laughs) Everyone has a mother ant. I'm still waiting for that late life plot twist, you know, it'll uh, maybe someday. We'll see. It'll happen. I believe it'll happen for you. I I (laughs) believe good things are in your future, Kevin. I do. Um, We'll see. (laughs) Oh, it it took us a long time to get to this movie, and I'm so happy that we're finally talking about Butcher Baker, Nightmare Maker. A.K.A. Night Warning. But who calls the What anymore? the fuck is a night warning? <laughs> we'll never know. What is a night warning? <laughs> we'll never what, know. Who titled this? Yeah, I mean, Butcher Picker, Nightmare Maker, at least. I mean, it's silly, but it taps into the kind of nursery rhyme, you know, maternal thing, which I think yeah. night warning is just like <laughs> so generic. What the fuck? What is this? Yeah. If you watch the trailer for the movie under the title Night Warning, it's like it tells you nothing about the movie. Mm. It's it's it, it's like they found out too much, but it was too late because yeah. it's a night warning. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on in this? Like, you see nothing of Susan Tur- Terrell oh my at God. all. I think you might see her from the back at one point. Ugh. You don't even see her. She is the selling point of this movie. Wow. And you're like, we're going to hide her. We're going to hide this light under a bushel. Ugh. Why not? Ugh. Ridiculous. No that wonder is... nobody went to see this movie. They're Absurd. like, what's, what's a fucking night warning? It's a hard one to sell, too. You know, there's, there's a lot oh, going God, on in this yeah. movie. And it's like, well, where do you want to sell it as like a melodrama? Do you want to sell it as, you know, a slasher film? And I mean, it's like all these things, really. It's a, a, a gay. It's everything. <laughs> yeah. This gay it's like, allegory I thing. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it gives I you everything. It it's, it's yeah. Something for ev- everyone. Yeah. And it's yeah. like it's sort of shot like a kind of a like true crime ripped from the headlines TV movie, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? So it's, it's like, it's kind of bright and perky, yeah. which is a complete contrast to the story itself, which is just dark and kind of disgusting and a little bit grim. Yes. But it's like, yes. Like that goes a long way to making it seem kind of off kilter and weird. You're like, why is this filmed like a TV movie? And uh-huh. it's like, I think Susan Terrell is in her own movie. Yeah. It's it, one of those very odd uh-huh. and just compulsively watchable i mean yes. i don't see how anyone could be bored for a second in this movie <laughs> every scene has like some twist or some weird m- moment where you're, where you're like let's stick a pen in that and come back to that one <laughs> that was kind of weird what was that weird glance that she just gave her n- her nephew <laughs> what, what what is what's happening this is very uncomfortable mommy i'm scared hold S- me some of the detective stuff dragged a little bit for me but otherwise i'm there for pretty much everything so well the detective yeah. is pretty one note he's yeah. he's he's just like queers am i right yeah yeah, mm. yeah. like that's really all he does it's and like, he spends the whole the he spends the whole movie just like <laughs> interviewing people and trying to ju- just to prove that fact that you know the, que- the queer people are terrible <laughs> so i have to interview like 50 people just to justify this in my head <laughs> but it's like when people come with like all, all this new information like oh we just got this hot scoop that actually there was this car crash and we think and he's just like nope gonna shut it down right now the kid's gay and he's a murderer that's mm-hmm. it yeah you know yeah, them gays yeah it's like, what, like you're not even gonna listen <laughs> you know he's the, he's the villain of the movie really i mean that's he's absolutely the, i mean he's the final one to he be is. dispatched in the end and i think that yeah. just proves that i mean he's the villain you know <laughs> yeah he's the ultimate villain i mean yeah cheryl you know she's let's say she's a little misguided yeah one might say you know, cheryl has some but, you know, you a, know. A, a few crayons short of a full box here but uh the, the detective yeah, you know he's yeah he he's just absolutely hateful yeah cheryl who does at one point say some pretty horrible things about gays yeah. but i feel like she is more of a victim there's something something there and she's very lonely so you kind of you're sort of like oh, i get why she's doing this mm-hmm. but the detective he's just like full-on asshole 
Yeah, I expect the uh, uh, Ryan Murphy miniseries for Cheryl will happen someday. We'll see. Oh, God, if 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 only. Yeah, if only for a long time, like five people knew about this movie. But then the past year, mm-hmm. it's just kind of blew up a little bit after it went on Shutter. I've just seen a lot of people yeah. watching for the first time. So I think it was actually good that we waited a while to do it because I think a lot more people have seen it now than had even like two years yeah. ago. So it's it's. It was very hard hard to find. I mean, yeah. it was only on VHS for a little while. Then mm-hmm. it was out of print. It yep. was never on TV that yep. I know of. Yep. It was just kind of this movie that was sort of lost to the to the the sands of time. Right. And uh, I don't even remember where I discovered discover this. It must have been either like there were two websites back in the day that kind of like told me about all these ob- obscure slasher films. Uh-huh. I remember being in in intrigued by the by the synopsis yeah and it was it was either the terror trap or hysteria lives mm-hmm. and i know they both reviewed it and i was like this sounds fascinating where mm-hmm. can i find this and it was like surprise you can't <laughs> and then a blu-ray came out and then that went out of print and it's yeah um, i mean it's it's easier to find now but it for a while there it was yeah, yeah it was very difficult yeah, i believe it's back back in print now from kino i think yes Yes, I believe so. Which is great. Yeah. Um, it should always be in, in print. This should never go out of print again. No. Let us learn from our past mistakes. Right. Especially because you, yeah, you don't know what's going to be pulled from streamers, as we've seen from yeah. all the shit that's happening with HBO and Disney and everyone else pulling shit left and right Isn't lately. Isn't that a shame? Mm-hmm. That is frightening that these shows that have never been released on physical media will just be gone. Yeah. They'll just be gone forever. Right. Just yeah. sweep them under the rug, not even go into the Disney vault. Yeah. Just, they're gone. Just gone. Tax right off. It's not even always like really old stuff. Like I saw they just pulled that Willow no. show, which came out like less than a oh, year ago. Like what the fuck? Like six months ago, <laughs> yeah. this fucking show was on the air. It's like, this bombed so hard. We got to get rid of it completely. It didn't exist basically. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. What the fuck? Yeah. Are they going to try to gaslight us? Be like, there was never a Willow <laughs> series. What are you talking about? That's an urban legend. Yeah. We're back in the pre VHS days where like if you didn't catch something on TV, it was just like gone basically. Yeah. You know? It's it was that's just like yeah. pop on the st- streamers, get taken off, then they're back on for like a week and then they're mm-hmm. gone again. It's like what kind of rights issues have it on there for like a week or a month and then mm-hmm. it's pulled again? It's like yeah. can you get a contract for like at least a year? Yeah. You know? Like yeah. What is this? It, it's cre- it dropped it gorgeous was like that for a while. Like it would pop up on like Hulu yeah. for like a month and then it'd be gone. And then <laughs> I think it's on HBO Max now, but like I saw it left there for a while too. So it's just, you never know when these uh, great films are going to come in and out. But yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah. This is, yeah. this is what we have to deal with now as a society. It's upsetting. It's crazy. It's crazy. We should have never gotten rid of the video stores. It all and, uh, goes back to that. Yeah, it's true. I'm trying to think. I, I think I, I stumbled upon this on some list of just like homoerotic horror movies and uh, this was one of them on there. So I was like, well, I got to check this out. Um, this was several years back. Um, yeah, I don't remember how I got a hold of it, but I found it somewhere. Um, and yeah, it is, it is shocking. The the uh, particularly the um, the gay aspects of it, um, the, the fact that yeah. they're not really super exploitative and it feels like um you know the the uh, like we said the 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 main villain of the character is really the super homophobic character, and the the protagonist mm-hmm. is pretty much okay with gay people, and you know stands yeah. up for this coach who he's you know worked with, and um, yeah, it's 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 uh, really interesting in that regard. Yeah, I mean, and you have to think, what was this 81, 80, 82? Yeah, I mean that's pretty pretty revolutionary. It is. Sense. I mean, and. Of of course, no one saw this movie, so I guess it couldn't have been that revolutionary. But right. just the idea of doing it right. is very brave, right? Incredibly brave. Because anytime you would have, for the most part, you'd have queer characters at this time period. They would be, you know, some sort of um, negative portrayal of some kind, or they'd be villains. And yeah. um, mm-hmm. you know, even in like Freddy's Revenge, like a lot of the gay stuff in that movie isn't exactly the most positive, and. Um, same with Fright Night, even. I mean, it's it's it, they're very homoerotic movies, but the, they're a lot of the times the villains are portrayed in the kind of as being sort of predatory in a sense, and that's not the sense here, yeah. you know. They, they that's not the um the case here with them. Um, yeah, Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. 
What a title. I, I read one of the screenwriters was gay, I think. At that least would make sense. That would make sense. So, because I think there was an interview on the Blu-ray and he was like, yeah, I just wanted a, I just wanted to see a good rep, representation of like a normal gay dude. Yeah. And I was like, that is so awesome yeah. that we even have this. Yeah. And just this like young, uh, you know, jock character who's cool with, you know, gay people at the time. It's, you know, that's, that's, that's something too, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool. Um, I mean, Bill pa- Paxton, Bill didn't seem Paxton. Cool yeah, he did. I, he was a little upset. No, I, I heard they <laughs> wanted him originally to play this original character and then he didn't end up um, doing it. But uh, yeah, and it's, it's got all this Oedipus stuff here with the mom and the uh mom slash aunt as we said and the um quote-unquote son slash nephew <laughs> um and it's <laughs> it's um very interesting there's just a lot going on in this movie you know like we said it's it's uh yeah. uh some love triangles here and um it's it's interesting um there is a lot happening yeah uh let's see do we need to kill any time here but have you watched anything recently that you want to talk about I rewatched Wrong Turn for the first time mm, in 20-something yeah. years, I guess. And yeah. quite delightful still. Mm. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, it's a little bit on the slight side. There's not a whole lot to it. But yeah. it does what it needs to do and kind of gets in, gets out, has a good time. And I like the ac- a- actors a lot. Um, yeah. Jer- Jeremy Sisto especially is very good in this. He's very charismatic and yeah. funny. and Underrated actor. Um, yeah. Very much so, yeah. Very much so. And Eliza Dushku yes, in a tank top. Eliza. Mm-hmm. And you watched um, Somebody Somewhere? Oh, yes. I com- com- completed season two, and it has just been re- renewed for season three, which is ex- very exciting. That's exciting. Yeah, it's it's fun. I'm still working through that season. It's I don't feel like a rush to get through it. It's not one of those no, shows where it's no. like plot heavy, so you can kind of just like tune in for an episode and go 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 do something else for a while and come back. You know, it's, it's leisurely. It's like there's. It is very leisurely. It, yeah. Like I don't want to say there's no conflict on the show because there is, and you know how we've talked yeah. talked talked about this. We need conflict in our shows, or else <laughs> it's incredibly boring. Yeah. But it's like there's right. all these little tiny human conflicts, like you know, conflicts mm-hmm. about self esteem and self worth. Like there's a lot of internal yeah. conflicts going on and and i right. just i love the char- 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 characters they're just very cozy and down home yeah. and lots of yeah. good representation of all kinds of folks uh-huh. and it's just it's just pleasant uh-huh. it's a pleasant watch it's a yes that's a good way to describe it yes a very pleasant show yeah i, I went on like an hbo bender and I, I binged like the last season of barry which is very which was not great, but the rest of the show is actually really good, and I recommend the rest of the show to everyone. So, um, it's got a lot of great uh, Hollywood satire in it. Because um, I mean, it's about this guy played by Bill Hader, Hader, Hader. How he's I don't know. Um, who? Oh God, I don't remember back to the first season, but he he was like this hired assassin guy, and for whatever reason, he decides he's going to become an actor. Um, so he takes his class um, with Henry Winkler, uh, who gets a lot of great stuff to do in the show too. I think it might be one of his like last good roles but we'll see um but yeah it's just it's, it's really solid the first three seasons the last season i was kind of mixed on but everything else was pretty great um and then i finished succession which people have talked enough about that show i mean it's it's good uh but i just i don't have much to say that like hasn't been said by like 50 million people um and then the righteous gemstones which i've been putting off but i like it a lot it's ridiculous um yeah. If you want to show just to like turn your brain off for a while, it's 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 fun. I have been told very good things about that. I I like the Danny McBride comedies. I think he's actually very funny. Yes, I think he does much better with it's that very, very than funny. like uh, the Halloween stuff. Yeah, yeah. That, that that was kind of a strange little detour. Have you seen any of the Paramount Plus Fatal Attraction yet? No, and no. I don't know if I'm going to. Yeah. I mean, I heard it, it ends on a big cliffhanger, and I'm like, well, I thought this was going to be a sustained like miniseries. I don't really want to <laughs> more seasons, but okay. I've given it three episodes, and mm-hmm. it's a little dull. It's a little dry. Okay, it's a little dry. Yeah. And I like yeah. my erotic thrillers to be a little bit more wet. You know, the erotic thriller genre is just kind of dead. I yeah. mean, it's, at least in the way that 
many of us know it in, in the 90s, 80s, 90s kind of sense. I mean, you just don't really see anything like that anymore. No. Um, even that new one I've heard from our friend Charles was uh, not so sexy. All right. It's uh, 1981. We banner year for horror. Banner, great year for horror. You know, and we're not joking this time. Like, Literally. It's actually a good time it year for wasn't horror. Like, <laughs> like, like, oh, 2003. Yeah. Great, great year for horror. <laughs> I still know what you did last summer came out. Like, you know, no, we're not. Yeah, yeah, no. We're not just pulling your leg. No, that was great. It's, uh, I mean, I could, there's too many to even list, you know. It's, it, it was... There was something for everyone. A lot of slashers, but a lot of other stuff too. It was just a, it was a good year. Oh, good such year. Such a magical time. Yeah. But yeah, this is uh, mostly directed by William Asher, um, who was the husband of Elizabeth Montgomery for I think like a decade. Um, had directed a lot of uh, sitcoms, mostly. You know, I, I love Lucy, Bewitched. Uh, but originally, it started out with. Um, What's his face? I already blank in here. Um, what's his face? I have it written down here somewhere. See, Arnez is Michael Miller. Michael Miller. There we go. Could not remember the guy's name. Um, and he directed the opening sequence, which makes sense because it's so over the top compared to even like later on in the movie. I mean, the rest of the movie is pretty over the top too, but it's just I like heard, um, didn't wasn't that scene? Sh- Shot by um oh I'm gonna fuck up his name uh Jean Debont yeah the cinematographer yeah on that. who went on to do the remake of the haunting mm. it's all connected <laughs> classic folks. Let's connect the string <laughs> what do these two films have in common uh, he also did Twister though so there's that Twister, yeah fucking uh, Twister yeah so Twister cool. is a masterpiece yeah they they work together. To do that opening scene, Michael Miller and Debon. Um, but I guess things were moving too slow and um, they were ultimately fired and replaced with William Asher and uh, who's the other cinematographer here? Uh, Robbie Greenberg. What else has he done? Let's see. Um, best known for films, including Free Willy. Okay. Free okay. Willy. Willy. Yeah. So we got producer and co-writer Stephen Breimer, who co-wrote the film screenplay with Boone Collins and Alan J. Gluckman. So they wanted to blend together elements of character-driven films led by female villains, like Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, uh, Who Slew Auntie Rue, you know, that that whole era. Um, the best movies ever. Yeah, you know, the, the yeah, the exploitation, the uh, psycho biddies, you know, good times. Yeah. The Genesis was based on Brimer's own curiosity about his biological parents, as he himself was adopted. <clears throat> the core of the plot was devised by Brimer and Gluckman. Boone, who was a writer from Vancouver, helped write several sequences, including the opening car crash, Death of Billy's Parents, mm. which is <laughs> crazy fucking sequence. We'll get to um, that, but yeah. It's, listen, this movie <laughs> opens with a bang. Like, yeah. It's it's there's no subtlety in this movie. Well, anything else about here? Um, filmed in Los Angeles, like you know, many many a film. Jimmy McNichol casted the male lead here. He was kind of a teen idol at the time, or had been. Producer Stephen Breimer hand selected Susan Tyrrell uh, based on her performance in Fat City. Um, they met on the set of Forbidden Zone, which is another crazy movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's like, hey, she can bring the crazy. I yeah, yeah, I can, I can, I can see it. Yeah, William Asher told her to pull out all the stops, which she did. I think she pulled out some stops I didn't know existed. To be You're honest, right. I don't. I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> I think she stole some of the stop signs from the neighborhood and pulled them out. I don't know. She just like, <laughs> but did did you hear that? Apparently, they wrote this role for Patty Duke. Mm, interesting which would have been a whole different movie it would have been probably Hmm. a little more subtle at first and kind of build to the crazy interesting Susan's like why build when I can just turn on the crazy and keep it there for the whole movie yeah (laughs) yeah Julia Duffy was cast as Billy's girlfriend which isn't her name Julia in the movie yeah uh Julie in the movie Julie okay yes there we go Uh, it's Julie and Julia (laughs) 
<laughs> together she again. She is so underappreciated. Okay, yeah. like her season of designing women gets so much hate, and I thought she was a delight. Okay, like y'all need to stop with the Duffy hate. It's upsetting. She's wonderful. Yeah. She's a brilliant comedic performer. She beat out Daryl Hannah and Ali Sheedy for this role. So you know, oh my God, that really would have been a different movie. Yeah, that's that's most of the stuff here. Like we said, it's that the film has kind of a cult following here because for many reasons, but among them, the portrayal of homosexuality here in a fairly positive light, which is for the time was, you know, a little unheard of. Um, but I think a lot of times you can get by with more of that in like genre films, particularly in like horror and sci-fi, because um, I don't know. I think we tend to be more open to that kind of stuff in general. You know, it's a, as uh, audiences tend to be who like these type of movies are more tolerant and liberal, I would say. Not always, but um, yeah, we're more open to things. Looking yeah. at the comments of the Fangoria Pride stuff on Twitter. Mm, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm boycotting this first tar- target. Now you fuckers. It's, yeah, the minority is always the, the, the loudest. It seems like yeah. you know they're the ones who have the strongest opinions about everything. And but uh, what are you gonna do? Uh, this got a uh, regional release in Oregon first, um, and uh, then Salem and a couple other places. Uh, then, like we said, it was released um, under the title Night Warning, um, first screening in San Francisco and Santa Cruz. Um, do, 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 San critical Francisco. Res- <laughs> yeah, San Francisco. Audience. This is the place for, yeah, that, that movie. <laughs> Let's see some critic stuff here. Do, 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 do. Um, Santa Cruz Sentinel said that it is like a Tennessee Williams version of a psycho. Um, yeah. Which yeah. I, I could see that. Kind of. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then he went on to say it's like one of the first films of 1983. And I'm like, but those things both sound great together. Like, why, why would yeah, you say that? <laughs> I don't understand. Like, Tennessee Williams writing a version of Psycho. What? Wh- where's the harm there? That where's sounds bad? delightful. Where's bad? Like, uh, where's their Oscar? I mean, yeah, shit. Yeah. <clears throat> that sounds great. Uh, Los Angeles Times here said, uh, Night Warning combines darkly outrageous humor with persuasive psychological validity. Great. Variety praised Tyrol and said she gives a tour de force performance. Do, 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 do. Yeah, it's most of the stuff. So let's let's what's going on here? Well, there's a little kid. His name is Billy. He's got an aunt named Cheryl. And, uh, you know, so far, so good. And his parents are leaving him in the care of Cheryl because they're going to be gone for a week. They're, I guess they're going on. They're going to go see uh, the one of their moms. And um, unfortunately, they have a pretty bad car accident because the brakes do not work and they're going on this windy road and they cannot stop the car and they're swerving and they end up hitting a log truck and bam, there goes dad's head. And (laughs) the mom is like trying to steer the car, doesn't work, and it just falls off of a cliff and then explodes. And you're like, explodes. And this, we are four minutes into the movie. It's like, you watch this, you're like, gonna well, keep going. Maybe the mom might have survived. Maybe she'll get through it. <laughs> <laughs> There's this little, this little pause where the car hits the ditch and, and it doesn't explode. And you're like, oh, great, great. Okay, so, she, so she's going to crawl out and it, it just holds. It's like, hold, hold, hold. And just explodes into flame. Kablooey! My God, like, wow, that was... That that was kind of intense. Wow, how can this how can this movie possibly keep going at oh, this rate? And then it fast forwards to Billy, who is in his teens now. He's yeah. seventeen, I believe, and mm-hmm. um, and he's a young man who is a basketball star at his school. And Aunt Cheryl is just she seems a little bit on the kooky side. Like she's mm-hmm. not really she's just she she doesn't really seem thrilled that he's trying to try out for this college scholarship because she's like, why do you want to go to college? It's just for rich kids and people with brains you wouldn't fit in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's very supportive. And um and he has a girlfriend named Julie, and she's like, Julie again. This really seems kind of serious. Like, don't you want to, like, stop with the... <laughs> so she's already, like, exhibiting some signs of kind of, like, a little... Uh, being kind of overprotective. And you're like, okay, where's this leading to? She seems a little 
a little on the edge. And, and she's um, always humming this like the first part of it's Jesus Christ Superstar. I don't know what the rest of it is, but it's like <laughs> <laughs> and then the rest of it, I don't know what the fuck it is, but <laughs> she loves her musicals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there is like religious paraphernalia everywhere. In, yeah. In so it house. makes sense. It so makes I'm sense. guessing she is a, a convert via the church of Jesus Christ of superstardom. Yeah, and, maybe they were trying to avoid getting sued or something. So she just hums like yeah. a little bit of it, but it's there. It's like, <laughs> and it comes back in the score a couple times too. She has some neighbors who, a Margie and is it like Frank or something? I don't know. He doesn't really speak. So yeah, who cares about Margie's the star here. Like, Come on. Mar- Margie's the best. And she's like, you know, we've got this friend who's 35 years old, a big honk. If you want to go on a date and Cheryl's like, I don't want to date. I've got Billy, you know, and she's like, oh my mm-hmm. God. Okay. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, And Billy is, he's, kind of going through it a bit because one of the his team mates on the basketball team kind of has it out for him because he thinks that the coach coach landers is sort of playing favorites with billy and you know likes to meet with him after class and like in private and he's like oh it's one of his little butt boys or something you know because coach landers is a homosexual I know. I am scandalized by that news. Shocking. <laughs> so this this episode is now banned in Florida. Um, so <laughs> I'm sorry for our Florida <laughs> listeners. <laughs> the authorities will be at your door any moment. And um, so um, he's very excited about this scholarship and stuff. And unfortunately, when he comes back home, Aunt Cheryl has murdered a tv <laughs> repairman because he wouldn't fuck her yeah and uh he does offer her to blow him and she's so offended that she slaps him and then he's just like i'm gonna leave and she pulls out a knife and just stabs him so this is a girl who does not like to be told no no and then yeah. she, you know she she uh, billy comes in and she just she just kind of smears the blood all over him you know makes a little yeah. some finger paint art here and a uh, little bit a little bit getting him a little bit messy and yeah. uh and so then margie comes by and she's like what happened and she's like he tried to rape me oh and she does it mm-hmm. just like that by the way yeah, that was a just very like good that. impression just <laughs> 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 the part of susan tyrell tonight will be played by christopher moore you can ask for a refund. I would. Um, and uh, and so the the cops come and this detective, Detective Carlson, I believe is his name. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. And immediately he's like trying to poke holes in Cheryl's story. And he's all like, so you came in and you saw your aunt with a knife. And Billy's like, yeah. He's like, well, that's kind of st- strange. And well, like. And it's like he keeps asking her like if she's a lesbian and stuff, mm-hmm. and she she's like you're disgusting, yeah. And he's just a real blowhard, and you're like, what is this guy's problem? Mm-hmm. And from then on, things just get progressively weirder because Cheryl's like sneaking out to like this weird like sh- shed thing where she makes these pickled vegetables, but she keeps talking to someone in there who we don't see we're like who is she talking to and she's all like don't worry i made sure that he'll stay now everything <laughs> will be fine and you're like who mm-hmm. are you talking to cheryl do you see them now are you all right mm-hmm. like what's going on mm-hmm. and then um billy catches her burning a bunch of pictures and documents in the fire and he goes upstairs and discovers this picture of this guy named chuck and Cheryl finds him and 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 he's all like, who is this? And she's like, oh, just some idiot that your mother used to date. And he's like, OK, why are you so defensive about those? This is kind of weird. And yeah. the detective will not give up like he's discovered that um, that the TV repairman was actually in a relationship with Coach Landers. They were mm. gay lovers because mm-hmm. they have the same ring. And so he starts tormenting the coach and, like, basically, like, tries to get him fired and shit. And Billy's like, that's not cool. Like, this this is a really good dude and stuff. And the detective's like, does that mean you're gay too, son? 
and he just keeps like throwing around the f bomb like <laughs> constantly. <laughs> yeah, even like the way Billy responds to these things is 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 kind of nice too. I mean, there's a scene yeah. where um the the Eddie guy, the other bully guy, is like um. Mm-hmm. Uh, accusing him of being gay or whatever and he just kind of like calmly stands up and just kind of pours milk over his head and but yeah. like it's it's not like no i'm not gay yeah, blah, blah 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 it's just like yeah. you know it's just very calm and, and they get in a fight afterwards but that's because the other guy throws a punch at him but like it's not because yeah. necessarily of him accusing him of being gay or anything so that's no, interesting it's like there's nothing wrong but then like i think it kind of gets to him a bit because then they kind of start to talk to julie and they're like so how often do you two have sex? And she's like, I'm uncomfortable with this questioning. And she brings it up to Billy and she's like, yeah, like, why don't we have more sex? (laughs) And he's like, well, I'll show you. And so they make tender love Uh in the candlelight. And Cheryl comes in. Oh, Mm -hmm. I didn't mention that when Cheryl first wakes up, she wakes up and she has a fully lit candle on her bedside table. Not safe. So immediately you're like, she's crazy. Only a crazy person would go to sleep with a lit candle. She's uh, there's that. And she's listening to some broadcast about like Ronald Reagan and gas prices being like a (laughs) dollar forty five. Watch out. That's (laughs) (laughs) crazy. (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, and yeah so cheryl walks in on them having the sexy time and she is horrified calls her a whore and it's like get out of my house you know but there's another detective on the case helping the the main detective and he's out there scoping things out and when julie leaves She's like, yeah, she just threw me out because we were having sex. And so then he's all like, well, if they were having sex, like he's probably not gay. <laughs> and and then Cheryl walks in on Billy while he's showering, like completely naked and like starts caressing his face and stuff. It's very creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> that's really scary. <laughs> And she's just going, like, slowly descending further into madness. And um, she starts cutting off her hair completely. You know, we love a good makeover sequence, but, like, come on, girl. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a little bit far. And, like, Margie comes in and she's like, Cheryl, oh, you cut your hair. And she's like, you like it? I think it makes me look younger. And it's like, (laughs) no, it makes you look crazier. It makes you look like a nutcase. Like what is that? Like it's not even like it's clearly the work of someone who is not well. It's like almost a pixie cut, but like a crazy pixie cut where it's like there's like there's like little shards of hair just popping out. It's like very punk punk rock. It's very she strange. Thinks look, she thinks it looks great though. I mean, it's like a Jan Brady in the Brady Munch movie where she like puts on the big black wig and she's Jan like, Brady. My, it's I'm the new Jan Brady. It's the new Aunt Cheryl. And um, all of a sudden, and I think before this. Cheryl kind of pretends that she's into the idea of Billy moving away. And she's like, I'm going to be really supportive. So here's a big glass of milk for your big game with all the scouts. And she's put some um, some tranquilizers in there so that when he's at the game, he like passes out and like can't complete the game. Yeah, a, lot, so, a, lot, a lot of poison mother's milk in this movie. It, it yeah. comes about a lot. <clears throat> and. So eventually he's like, I think there's something she doesn't want me to know. So he calls upon Julie to distract Cheryl while he goes a snooping. And he starts discovering all this crazy stuff. And um, and then the detective is brought this piece of information by the other de- detective who seems a little bit more even keeled about how when B- Billy's parents died um it it seemed as if it was sort of there was some foul play afoot like the brinks mm-hmm. the, the bricks had been tamp, tamp, tampered with yeah there were rumors I don't, I don't Cheryl. I don't know where these rumors came from but you know we're it's small town so you know where it gets around yeah I think probably Margie. I think Margie's the kind of person that would like. <laughs> she doesn't really she, seem like a very good friend. She's always no, like dropping and. She's the yeah. I mean, she's the 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 neighbor from Bewitched, right? She's always you know yeah, kind of stopping in to get the, the Mrs. gossip. Kravitz. Mm. The Kravitz, it's, it's, yeah. It's um, that is the you can tell that this was a uh, a sitcom 
director because he was yeah. like, okay, we got to have the nosy neighbor. Let's bring her <laughs> in, you know? Like, <laughs> and we need some extraneous characters to kill off in the span of like 10 minutes at the end. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. We need some warnings for those night scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it comes out that Aunt Cheryl is not actually Billy's aunt. In fact, <clears throat> she is his mother. Billy's mother. <laughs> nice twist, huh? Didn't see that. Yeah. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, and uh, then she keeps drugging him. She just like drugs this poor this poor guy. Yeah, and um, and she, had, she, she, you know, did you get to the? Would she? I think you're getting to where Julia, Julia, with uh, the, I, the, yo, yeah, the, yeah. Okay, so all right, all right, all right. As Julie's trying to get some in, in information and kind of stall, um, yeah. Cheryl like pretends that like she's just really upset that Billy, her baby, is moving away, and she's like, "It's not your fault. I've been there, <laughs> honey. Come here." And she's like <laughs> hugging her and stuff, and like as she's tenderizing this steak and beating the fuck out of it with like a meat tenderizer to the point where it's not even food like it's just she just starts screaming at the steak like she's like I'm so mad, I'm so like jesus cheryl like don't yeah. take it up on the meat like you paid yeah. for this meat like don't you want yeah. it and she's like can you get another steak out of the freezer for me honey and she's like sure and she walks over and bashes her on the head with the meat tenderizer and knocks Poor. her out Poor fucking Julie. I mean, I I, this happens like twice in the movie. She just gets like, it's interesting that she doesn't just kill her, though. I mean, the, the, everyone else, no. she's just like, I'll just kill. But like, it hurts. Like, she yeah. wants to she keep her life or whatever reason. You know? Or suffer. She wants to suffer. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> so, Julie's out. She's uh, now in the weird, like, b- creepy pickled vegetable shed. And, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> did, 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 we, did we talk about that? Like with the uh, the shriveled head and uh, well, did you, did you mention that? It, yeah, it's discovered soon. Yeah, okay. where right. um now it's starting to get darker and um Margie has snuck in and has overheard this whole conversation that Cheryl has with Billy about how she's actually his mother. And Margie's like, oh, my God. And she discovers that Julie's camera is still there. And she's like, that's weird. I thought she left. Hmm. Cheryl's lying to me. So she hides it in the house and is trying to sneak out. And Cheryl's not having any of that. So our girl gets a big old machete and starts <laughs> purring like a cat. <laughs> and, it, and, and like, <laughs> and Mar- Marty's like, who is it? And she just pops out from behind a tree, like, <laughs> and slices her across the stomach with her entrails just spilling out. Uh, and you're like, oh, my God, this movie is taking a turn. Yeah. And and in and she's like still trying to drug Billy. And at some point, like she spills the milk on him and she's like licking it up from his neck. It's so disturbing mm-hmm. and gross. Yep. And um, Julie wakes up in the pickled vegetable shed from hell and she sees this like <laughs> this mum mum mummified headless corpse next <laughs> to her. And she's like, oh, God. And she turns and there's this big head that is this de- decapitated head that is stuck in a jar. <laughs> and it's the head of Chuck, I believe, yeah. um, that she's kept for all these years. Her lover. Yes, who, who, as you'll recall, audiences, was the father of Billy. Yes, Chuck. Chuck. Freaking Chuck, who left her, and she thinks Billy's going to do the same. And then the the good detective shows up, but un- unfortunately, um, Cheryl has made it to the pickled vegetable shed and is about to kill Julie, but the detective walks in and... And he gets his hand sliced off and then stabbed in the neck. <laughs> yeah, and Julie really, like makes a run for it and and um ends up in the woods. I don't know how big their backyard is, but it seems <laughs> humongous. Like it's like a full like fairy tale forest now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she ends up in like a lake where Cheryl pops out, like leaps into the lake like a banshee. And starts like hitting her in the head with with a rock until she's knocked out. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, it's mm-hmm. insanity. And 
Billy decides to call the coach and Cheryl pops in and and um, disconnects the phone and then just starts like strangling him with the phone, the phone cord until he stabs her with I think it's a letter opener, I think it looks like and it. and you think, OK, thank thank God she's dead. Yay. And then he, he, he goes to the phone again and tries to call the coach. He's like, I just killed my mother. And then she pops up and is like, ah! and she's got the letter. <laughs> oh, oh opener and she yanks it out of her chest and just starts slicing him like 50 times until he finally grabs the fire poker and stabs her through the stomach (laughs) and she finally dies and she's like making out with him as she dies it's very weird it's very (laughs) strange it's like I don't know if that was in in the script. I think Susan Susan was like, "I've got an idea. Um, we're gonna see how this goes." <laughs> Commit to the bit, yeah. <laughs> and and then oh no, the detective shows up. De- oh. de- detective asshole. Detective dickhead over here. Yeah. And the coach has has shown up, and he's uh, treating Billy's wounds like a, like a good man, you know. Mm-hmm. Like a good yeah. supportive person. And he's yeah. like, I knew it. I knew I'd see you two together, you know, and um, and he beats up the coach and it's just it's awful. Like, it's just terrible. And um, then Julie wakes up and calms in and she's all like, it wasn't him. I can prove it. Like, there's a dead man in there. And it was it. It was her. Then Billy somehow gets his gun and is like holding him up and is like, I'm going to do it. And he's like, you wouldn't do it. And uh, he does. He blows him away. He like shoots him like th- three or four times. Mm-hmm. And Ju- Julie's just like, oh, Billy. <laughs> and they embrace. Yeah. And you're like, what's going to happen? And there's just like this little scroll that's like, <laughs> Billy was acquitted on the grounds of temporary insanity. <laughs> Now he and Julie are attending the University of Colorado or something. Oh, that's hilarious. Well, I'm glad he didn't let that little thing get him down. I'm glad he's still continuing his education. That's great. (laughs) What what about the coach? How's he doing? Where's the coach? Yeah, where's where's his spinoff here? (laughs) And that is Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. Yeah, BB in a nutshell. In a nutshell, I mean, we we, we didn't mention the the hooker at the (laughs) police station. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) So good, so good. There's nothing I love more than a feisty '80s hooker. Yep. Oh my god, it's my favorite trope. So great. It is very over the top and schlocky, but then it also has these weirdly like tender moments in it too. And Mm -hmm. it's 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 so interesting blend there which i mean a lot of the classics were like that too you know uh, whatever happened to yeah. baby jane you know you get mm-hmm. it's, it's schlock but there's also like moments in there they're like wow this is actually kind of moving <laughs> in this like yeah. schlock fest um yeah this is this is my favorite i don't even know i i guess it is kind of a sub genre the, the kind of you know exploitation yeah. stuff just have yeah. an actress over 40 or 50 who is just giving a balls to the walls performance and just committing like there's no t- tomorrow, like it's the last part she will ever play. And it's just so exciting, you know, and these are movies like it, 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 it is a slasher in a sense, I guess. I mean, a lot of people die and it is actually fairly gory, especially at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it really becomes a slasher more toward the end. I mean, yeah. he actually kills the guy early on, but mm-hmm. most of the movie is kind of a de- detective uh, thriller kind of thing. I don't know. Like yeah. we're interviewing people trying to find out why this happened. And, but then the last like 10 minutes go full on slasher with they're just, you know, killing people left and right. Um, yeah. I, I feel like this movie could have, could have been played one of two ways, really. I mean, we've seen the way that it's played in the actual film, but I think there, there could have been a way where Cheryl doesn't seem quite as insane from, from the start. And, you know, maybe they don't actually show her seducing the TV repairman and you just kind of see Billy walking in and you don't know what actually happened. 
And so you're kind of like, is she crazy? Did she do this? Was it self-defense? And then by the end, we're like, no, she's just insane. <laughs> but More like with a, this kind movie, of a, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of a basic, just, basic instinct kind of thing there where it's like, yeah, yeah it's like, is she, is she crazy? Is she? Yeah. Did she do it? But I mean, the, just the, the way this movie begins, like I said, the first shot of Cheryl, they literally tell you with the freeze yeah. Frame, the facial expression, the musical sting. She is a terrible, scary person. So just yeah. know that. Like, they don't hide it. No. So there's not really a real mystery. It's just sort of like, I mean, there's a mystery of, like, who was Chuck? Like, you know, what is his relation to Billy and Cheryl? You know, like, did she possibly tamper with the brakes? Even though it's never really that mysterious though because we're like of course she did she's crazy i don't <laughs> know else? it's like i don't i mean who else would have like it's not gonna yeah. be a, a big twist like actually margie is billy's mother and she did it like no it's not gonna happen like like like, no. like that it's like it's parts of it are trying to be shocking but then parts of it are just like with all the the, the gay um coach here stuff is like trying to actually has like a point and you know yeah. a societal thing and um it's interesting in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. There is something for e- everyone in this. If you like a little, you know, psychodrama, they got it. You like slashers, got it. Detective yeah. story, got it. Heartwarming drama, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I feel like a few laughs. There's some funny moments too. So something for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's a one-stop shop of 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 a movie. And I I will say this, I have turned a lot of people onto this movie. And not a single one has ever said that was a waste of time. They've been like, where has this movie been my whole life? <laughs> That's great. I'm like, That's I know, great. right? Like this movie, it, like, why do people not talk about this movie? Yeah. It's like, I don't understand. Like, how did this movie slip through the cracks for so long? It has something for everyone. It's it's like there's something for everyone, but it is, like we said, a hard one to put in a box. And I think those are sometimes yeah. hard to, like, get people on board with sometimes because they're like, oh, I came to see a slasher, you know, or, you know, I came to see yeah. a psychological thriller or something. It's like, well, this is all those things and none of those all things, of you know, it's, yeah. it's, it gives you, you know, it's one of the it, it, we talked about we did Seed of Chucky is kind of that way, too. It's like I think people didn't really respond to that movie at first because they didn't know what the fuck it was going on. But I, I think it yeah. has developed more of a cult following over the years. And I think this one has taken longer. Um I think part of that is just because the internet was not around when this movie came out. So like uh, it's taken longer for it to really get its due, but yeah. Yeah. It's so nice to see that finally it's slowly, but surely being, being seen by a wider audience. I think it's, Oh yeah. I posted on Instagram that we were going to cover this film and like, we had like a hundred likes within like a couple hours. So clearly it has blown up in a big way in the like past year or two, I swear. (laughs) And that's like most of the people I talked to are like, Oh yeah, I just watched this movie or like, I just watched it recently. So I I do think that it coming on shutter, like turned a lot of people onto it, which is great. Yeah. So that's our, uh, that's our, uh, first pick for pride month here, you know? Yeah. This movie does make me feel a lot of pride. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, but uh, Glory Film, go check it out. It's uh, on Shutter, and uh, there's Blu-ray. There's it's you know, it's out there now. Didn't used to be, but now it is. Yes, we're so fortunate that it is. Mm-hmm. It is out there, cleaned up, looking lovely. Yeah. What a time um, to be alive. What a time to be alive. Yeah, it, it looks nice. It's still a little bit grimy, which I like because I like I the think, grimy. I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think if you clean these movies up too much, they don't they lose their like authenticity. But like, yeah, yeah, it it it, it is a gritty little movie, and it's, yeah. it, especially like it it seems like all the attack scenes they slow it down, but it's obvious it wasn't actually shot in slow mo. So <laughs> like yeah. when it goes slow mo, it's got that weird like choppy like post production slow mo look where it's like yeah kind of creepy looking and kind of grainy and weird. It, it feels inspired by like Friday the Thirteenth with like all the mm-hmm. Mrs. Voorhees stuff. Um, yeah, but I don't know when this was shot. I assume it was like after that came out. Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, because yeah, I, mean, I definitely get a lot of those that vibes, was, particularly toward the end here. Yeah. That was like June of 1980, and this probably went into production probably maybe late 80 or early 81. Yeah. I mean, it didn't really get a yeah. big release. 
I think yeah. it kind of got like a few different releases, maybe like one in that's, 81, yeah. one in 82, maybe one in 83. That's I think what, yeah, they changed but, the yeah. name a lot too. Yeah. I think there, I, I, th- I think it was released in some territories under Butcher Baker, Nightmare Maker, uh-huh. but the majority was Night Warning, I think. I think Butcher Baker, Nightmare Maker is kind of more in line with like whatever happened to baby Jane, you know, this really kind of ridiculous longer title kind of thing. And it does like play into the, um, uh, fairy tale slash nursery rhyme, you know, butcher baker candlestick maker thing here. Um, so it works in that regard. Um, more than night warning anyway. (laughs) Fucking night warning. Like, what's there were like God. you know 50 slashers a year you know the way what are you yeah. gonna go see them all like i mean nobody's got time no like would you <clears> rather <throat> go see the fun house or night yeah. warning i mean come, yeah, come on. on come on that's ridiculous like yeah. don't make me choose well do you have an overlooked gem for this week i do and i hope i haven't discussed it before i don't know i mean I, it's been mm, so long that i i don't know um uh, but uh <laughs> This is the company of wolves. Have I brought this up at all? I think you did, but that's okay. Did we can okay. double it up well, here. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's on uh, 4K now, so it's a completely different film. So, yeah. um, this I, I think you did for our factory. Halloween Halloween list. So maybe not maybe an actual overlook overlook okay. gem. So there. Well, this one's great. Uh, speaking of fairy tales, this is a yeah. uh, sort of a dark retelling of Little Red Riding Hood, mm-hmm. um, sort of mixed with a kind of a coming of age story about a young woman who is starting to discover her own sexuality and all this stuff. And um, and her grandmother, played by the wonderful Angela Lansbury, Angela Lansbury. is like, mm-hmm. you need to beware of men, beware of the wolves and the men mm-hmm. and everything. And she doesn't heed her warning and you know shit happens and it's just a beautiful film it's beautifully shot um it's kind of like an anthology film because there's a lot of different stories before it gets to like the traditional red riding hood portion it's like her grandmother will tell her all these stories about like other werewolves throughout his history and and it'll just kind of dissolve into a story for like 15 minutes and then it'll come back for like an, an another 10 and then there will be another story and it's like it's really neat though and um i highly recommend it just a beautiful film yeah it's almost like i don't i know the word like lynching is thrown around a lot but it's it's just yeah. there's a lot going on in the movie and it's yeah it's, yes. it's it is an interesting movie and it's beautifully shot like you said and mm-hmm. um i need to get that 4k i'm sure it looks great I have not watched it yet, and I'm excited to. Okay, I bought it yeah. like whenever it came out, like six months ago or some shit. And I haven't watched it. This is yeah. a problem that I have. I buy these movies and I don't watch them, and like I need to get around to that. It's upsetting me. Yeah, it happens. It's uh, there's only so many hours in a day, that is true. And, and you want to that save it for like the perfect occasion, and you know, yeah. And then, like, ever since we started this podcast, I'm like, do I want to watch this? Like, what if we cover it, like, next month? And I'm like, right, oh, shit, I've got, I've right. got to re- re-watch it. I just watched yeah. it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And then sometimes I'm like, well, if I open this, like, case, then it's worth less money. And But then I'm like, <laughs> yeah. but I bought it so I could watch it. So, <laughs> <laughs> But what if I need to eat and have clothes? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's too bad. This is a limited edition, rare German 4K <laughs> with a pint of baby's blood. It's like, it's rare. It's like, yeah. <laughs> only 500 made. <laughs> yeah, only All the babies 500. they can find. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't want to, I don't know. Like, I just got all those uh, that, I can't believe I did this, but Scream Factory had like a 4K sale. And yeah. I have the Halloween box that they put out like 10 years ago or whatever mm-hmm. but now they're releasing them all on 4k and i went yep. and i bought them all on 4k like oh i own them like, all yeah fucking yeah. like resurrection and shit when am i gonna watch resurrection in 4 4k but well, they I've make you it, buy resurrection case. because you have to buy the the pack with all three of them in there so it's like you, you don't have any choice in that <laughs> it's like how dare you <laughs> but like for a long time i think it was going for like a hundred bucks and yeah. now it was like down to like 50 and i was like okay sold i'll do it yeah that's that's do more, it for more, 50. more worthwhile I, I paid like 100 for it so you know uh, 
But I was like, it's got H2O, and that's yeah. the one I will want to watch on 4K. Uh, but so. it pissed me There's no special features on H2O. It's like, what the fuck? Like, oh, you did all these special seriously? features for the other ones, and it's like, where's the news? But then I feel like in, like, two years, they're going to turn around and do a whole box set, and it'll have, like, more special features on it, and I'll buy it yeah. <laughs> because I need it. And They keep doing <sighs> this. They always yeah. do that, and it's very yeah. upsetting, you know? Yeah. And I... Uh, but you know they gotta make they gotta make their money you know they gotta make that money i mean i'm, uh, I'm sure h2o probably sells more than butcher baker nightmare maker you know oh so yeah probably, put probably stuff but... like that out they gotta you know they gotta get this other stuff the, i mean i just the big spent ones. way too much money on those new child's play movies that are coming out oh, with, on too. 4k yeah and then they delayed the release i was like oh did no they? i didn't yeah. even see that like uh. by, 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 by like a month i think oh that's sad i know but that's i bought sad. them anyway because i was like i'm gonna want to watch those in 4k yeah yeah they're be beautiful films they are oh and then Vinegar Syndrome had a had a sale, and I was like, okay, like they're putting out the Boogeyman. I've got to get the Boogeyman. I mean, come yeah. on, like, come on, four K. <laughs> it's the Boogeyman in four K. <laughs> the good one, <laughs> the one that actually is watchable, watchable <laughs> to some, to some others, not so much, but to me, it's the most wa- watchable of any film called Bo- Bo- Boogeyman <laughs> to date. Oh yes. <laughs> Maybe one day, when yeah. I'm 84, there there will be a truly watchable Boogeyman movie. I've heard pretty so. not great things about this Same. new one here. The best thing I've heard is like, it was all right. I'm like, well, that's yeah. a glowing, <laughs> re- a glowing, yeah, yeah. I've seen worse. Well, great. So so have I. I'm sure. So I can <laughs> wait like five years and watch it on streaming or something. All right, yeah. all right. <laughs> I'll wait till it hits Prime. Good lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what we'll do the rest of the month, but we'll we'll figure it out. And uh, hopefully, everyone's having a nice pride full month. Um, yeah, and uh, we'll we'll be uh, back at some point here. Yeah, and uh, oh, yeah. as always, you can find us on social media, Facebook and Twitter, H O H H Podcast. Um, we're on Instagram, Homos on Haunted Hill. That is all one word. We are on. Uh, that's everywhere but you can leave us a review on itunes um thank you to those who have as always um if you want to know what we're following you make sure you're following us on all those that i just listed and yeah um we'll uh talk to you talk to you soon i guess yes we will um we'll be back how's your movie going by the way interesting i have yeah. an assembly cut already Yay! i'm super excited i just put it together last night I'll be exporting it soon and giving it a watch and seeing what I need to cut. It is now an nice. hour and 45 minutes. I think we okay. can get a little bit tighter than that. <laughs> like, why do I need all that extra sh- shenanigans there? <laughs> character development. Ew. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> this whole character is getting discarded. Fuck them. Like, <laughs> Kill your darlings, as they say. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> that's the fun part is where you're like okay what's gonna go like i can take a few f- frames out here you know cut that one like 30 second scene and then like it's, uh-huh. just, it's always it's just like little tiny nitpicks well, what you need to do is you need to take all your deleted scenes and from every movie and turn it into like a night train to terror kind of thing where <laughs> <laughs> you can't follow what's going on like at all but it's, but it's just like character character development scenes for no yeah. reason you're like are any of these characters related? I think some of them are played by the same actor. And are they playing the same character? I don't know. Is this a I'll horror like, movie? Like, I don't know. It's That's for you to decide. Do you think it's all re- related? I don't know. It's like a it's like a David Lynch movie. You make it up. You figure out what it all means. I don't know. Bo is afraid up in here. Yeah. Yeah. Just be like just this weird like three hour long like non non sequitur scenes. <laughs> it would be somebody's favorite movie you know it's Probably. someone out there would, would love it like i really oh, admired God. that they were brave enough to tackle just humanity at large and <laughs> and how life is so disconnected we're all so disconnected it's really a parable about social media and how we're disconnected yeah. as human beings i'd be like that's right that's what i was going for <laughs> that's what yeah. I was how did you know that was, that was the intent yeah <laughs> and that's why night train to terror is a masterwork. And <laughs> <laughs> if you say so. <laughs>
It's about how we're disconnected. We're on a train going towards death, but we're so disconnected from each other. And we just keep hearing the same song over and over and over again. That is a a metaphor for politics and how... (laughs) It's just we have the same fights over and over again. Over and and it over never again. gets resolved. <laughs> oh my. Look forward mm. to my special audio commentary coming to the 4K edition of Night Train to Terror <laughs> in five years. <laughs> my academic essay. <laughs> oh, I got it pre ordered right now. <laughs> you better do it quick. It's only 500 copies. <laughs> And it'll never sell uh, out. <laughs> never. I love horror fans because, like, you can tell someone, like, this is the worst film you will ever see. And it just, like, triggers something in their brains. And they're like, this has got to be great. That, like, they I said it was terrible. This. So this is, I must see this. And it's it's probably going to be gr- wonderful. You know, it's. it's... <laughs> this has a 1.2 on Letterbox. Sign me up. Oh, I got to get that to me. I know uh, what I'm going to do on Friday night. Give me some popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> We are a brave lot. We really are. We truly yeah. are. We yeah. go through the trenches just to find I've... a little gym every now and then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like this one. Like Butcher Baker Nightmare like Maker. This, one. You know? this was yeah. worth it. It's worth it for the films like Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker yeah. Night yeah. Warning. Yeah, yeah aren't, you, aren't you glad we're here to like folks to keep you from like watching shit? We'll tell you the good, the good stuff and the, the stuff that's questionable but watchable. You know? I mean, will we though? <laughs> 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 I think we've taken our listeners on a pretty wild ride. Well, like, <laughs> I think Scream for Help was, you know, a choice. Uh, Bloodbeat, a choice. Uh, <laughs> oh, Bloodbeat. Oh, God. But for I'm the so most part, I, 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 where that can be yeah, made. Oh, yeah. Mostly man. I support our choices. <laughs> When you talk about blood beat, that's so funny to me. <laughs> Happy Pride, everybody! Happy Pride! Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>